Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. When you're studying the Bible, never allow chapter and verse divisions to stop you. I mean by that, chapter and verse divisions are a wonderful aid to finding our way around the Scriptures. Uh, but they're just that. They're, they're a way to find your location, uh, but they should not keep you from the destination. Chapter and verse divisions were not inspired. They weren't given when Scripture was given. And sometimes you have to read through a chapter division or a verse division to get the full truth. Such is the case as we cross over in our journey from Mark chapter 11 to Mark chapter 12. In Mark chapter 11, you'll remember that the religious leaders were questioning Jesus by what authority he had come into the temple and cleansed his own house. And, of course, he, he poses a question to them that they cannot answer. There's a real conflict here between the Lord Jesus and the religious leaders. Well, that continues in Jesus' parable in Mark chapter 12. He's sending a real message to them and to all of us. Listen to the story. Mark chapter 12 verse 1 says, And he began to speak unto them by parables. A certain man planted a vineyard, and set an hedge about it, and digged a place for the wine vat, and built a tower, and let it out to husbandmen, and went into a far country. And at the season he sent to the husbandmen a servant, that he might receive from the husbandmen of the fruit of the vineyard. And they caught him, and beat him, and sent him away empty. And again he sent unto them another servant, and at him they cast stones, and wounded him in the head, and sent him away shamefully handled. And again he sent another and him they killed, and many others, beating some and killing some. Having yet therefore one son, his well-beloved, he sent him also last unto them, saying, They will reverence my son. But those husbandmen said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance shall be ours. And they took him and killed him, and cast him out of the vineyard, What shall therefore the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the husbandmen and will give the vineyard unto others. And have ye not read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected is become the head of the corner. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And verse 12 says, And they sought to lay hold on him, but feared the people. For they knew, they knew that he had spoken the parable against them. And they left him and went their way. And do you see how the, the thought continues here? Jesus knows the heart of these religious leaders that they really don't want to receive him. So he tells a story that tells on them. He reveals them to all the people for what they really are. Here's the story. He said there's a man who owned a vineyard, who put a lot of work into that vineyard, uh, who left a group of people to care for that vineyard, and yet, after he'd been gone for a long season, when he starts sending servants back to check on the vineyard, the people that are running it start beating those servants and abusing them and misusing them and rejecting them. Uh, that's not right. That's not, that's not the way to treat the owner's servants. And so he says, I'll send my son. Surely they will reverence my son. But when the son comes, what do they do? They kill him. They slaughter him. Now, what is this parable a picture of? What is the truth in the story? 
The truth really is the picture of all of history. God Himself created this world. And then within this world, he, he chose a people, the nation of Israel, and oh, did He invest a lot in them. Indeed, in the words of the story, He set a hedge about them. He digged a place for the wine vat. He built a tower. Uh, he, he invested all that He had in this people that He had chosen to show His grace to. And then He left them to, to serve and to work and to do what He had given them to do and went into a far country And yet, what did they do? They thought it was all about them. They forgot who the owner was. And when he started sending his servants, who were these servants? Well, all through the Old Testament you find the prophets coming, God's messengers. And what did they do to those messengers when they didn't like the message? Uh, They misused and abused the messenger. Uh, they, They killed them. They wounded them. They shamefully handled them, to use Jesus' words. They killed some. And uh, they uh, sent others away. And so what does God do? In the end, He sends His one Son. Now listen to the words of Jesus. Having yet therefore one Son, His well-beloved. That sounds a lot like the Father's words, doesn't it? When Jesus first began His earthly ministry, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well-pleased. John 3.16 says that God sent who? His only begotten Son. So in the end, he sends his son saying, they will reverence my son. Oh, to to think of the heart of God here. A God who's been so merciful that he kept sending wave after wave of prophets and and messenger after messenger. And yet even after the people had had shamefully uh, received those messages, the epitome of his love and grace is he sends his only begotten son, his well-beloved. And what should this world have done? This world should have reverenced his son. John 1 says he came unto his own and his own received him not. Not only did they not receive him, they outright rejected him. In the words of this story, they said, Come, let us kill him. Remember, Jesus is speaking these words before Calvary. So this is prophetic. He knows what's about to happen. He knows later in the same chapter they're going to conspire to kill him, that their hatred is going to turn in to murder, that their anger is going to turn in uh, to this scheme to put him to death. And he knows where he's going. He knows what he's come to do. You see, it's actually a fulfillment of prophecy. That's why he ends his story in verse 10 by quoting from the Psalms. Psalm 118.22, The stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. He's speaking of himself here. Who is the Lord Jesus? He is that cornerstone that God is going to build every good thing on. He is the cornerstone that should be reverenced, but instead is being rejected. He is that cornerstone that the builders said, we don't want this in our building. Remember the context, he was standing in the temple. Uh, They thought that was their house when really it was God's house. And they didn't want the cornerstone even there. They didn't want the most beautiful stone connected to their building. Oh, my friend. What a, what a picture of our rejected Christ. As a matter of fact, there are two key, ver- key words here in these verses. In verse 6, the key word is the word reverence. This is what he deserves. Uh, but in verse number 10, you find the word rejected. This is actually what he received. May I say to you that every man does one of two things with the Lord Jesus. He either reverences him or he rejects him. I wonder today, which have you done with your life? 
Have you given Christ His rightful place? Have you received Him as your Savior? And if you have, are you reverencing Him today? Are you respecting Him as the chief cornerstone, as the one on which everything else is built and all of life is built around? Is, is He the, the centerpiece of your life? Or have you even by your actions rejected the Lord Jesus? It's amazing how Jesus ends with such positive words in a negative context. He says, quoting again from the Old Testament, this was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. You see, it wasn't just these people rejecting Him. No, this was God's way. It was God's plan. No man takes my life from me, He says. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. And so though these people were full of hatred, it's actually a revelation that God all along was full of love. He was full of love for even those who rejected Him and hated Him. He died for the sins of every man. Could I say to you today, recognize Christ for who He is and reverence the Son of God. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.